Riverboat Ron said this was a measuring stick game. We couldn't even afford a ruler. Shout out Joey Sly, 37-3, lost to Buffalo. It's time for a reckoning. Greetings and salutation. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning, where we've had time to sleep on it, and we're going to talk about the game Washington played the day before. This week, not as fun as last week, Mm -hmm. as Washington fell to the Buffalo Bills 37-3. to We know, Stoner, you're a big fan of that field goal at the end of the game to make sure that it wasn't a, a goose egg. Trev, tell me, you know, what you think about this and try to use the context. Remember Ron Rivera and Sam Howell both talked about how this game that was their measuring stick, right? They wanted to see how they measure up against quality teams, kind of a diss to Arizona and Denver. Here you go with a Super Bowl contender and you just get flat out spanked. Yeah. At home sold out. Um, what's your original question? How do I feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm trying to forget it. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm not even wearing Washington gear today because of the shellacking we took and displayed and put on the field yeah. out there yesterday. Yeah, no onesie so. for me today, Trev. Uh, uh, I, I get to break out the new one when they beat Philadelphia. Instead, I'm wearing the Washington football team. It is what it is because <laughs> this one was absolutely brutal here mm-hmm. as uh, Barry uh, from Twitter here yeah, I'm not even going to try saying that last name. It says yeah, yeah. Washington's most sided, most lopsided loss since the 1970 AFL NFL merger. I mean, Stoner, you were watching the football games back then, as uh, this one here against Buffalo, 34 point loss. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 2013, 2021, they had two bad losses. One of those to rival Dallas, uh, but the worst one being back in 07 there and 45. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just bad. Bad, 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 bad all the way around for Washington when it comes to this. Where, if Washington's not good enough to beat Buffalo, Super Bowl contender stoner, mm-hmm. but they beat Denver and they beat Arizona, who Arizona did at least do us one favor and beat Dallas. So we at least have some sort of solace this uh, this week as Arizona helped us you know, feel a little bit better. But stoner, where do we measure up? Yeah, let's not overreact. It's an overreaction Monday. Everybody loves to just make these season-defining statements today and say, oh, fire this guy, fire that guy, cut this guy, trade him, all this other stuff. I mean, it was a bad game. They had a bad game. The NFL is week to week. Just look at that Dallas and Arizona game. Look at Houston beating Jacksonville. Uh, Look at Baltimore losing at home to Indianapolis. It's a week-to-week league. Washington got their butts kicked in all facets of the game. But let's just forget it, and let's go on to next week. Let's not fire anybody. Let's not change quarterbacks. Let's not cut Gibby. Let's not trade Chase, all this other stuff. Let's see what happens next week. Let's see how they respond. Then we can start measuring up what this team's all about. Some important context, right, is that Washington is is two and one, not zero oh and three. People are are kind of panicking in that regard. And when you look at it, you know, and think, right, if Sam Howell is the QB, we think he is. He's going to get better. 
And if Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator we think he is, the coach we think he is, mm-hmm. he's going to adjust and adapt. So the question now, Trev, is do you still believe they are who we thought they were two weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, it's the Buffalo Bills. They have one thing that we don't have. That's continuity. We have a lot of new faces, a lot of new schemes, a lot of new things happening over here in Washington, D.C., from ownership down to the field. Whereas Buffalo, the only change they had to make was replacing Von Miller for four games. Hmm. And they did a great job with that, with Matt Milano and whoever else is back back there playing, that Barnes guy, whoever, who's a never get, doesn't get to play ever. So, like, I mean, we're 2-1. and one. Uh, I thought we'd be 0-3 just because, you know, that's how Washington goes. Everything happens great in the preseason. Then we got here when it's time to, to play for things that count, and we lay an egg. But we're 2-1. and one. Um, This was bound to happen. Everything was going great for us this offseason. Like I said, as far as ownership change, uh, we got a mascot. We got Sam Howell. He's having a great training camp. Chase Young is back. Um, Deron Payne just got an extension. Cam Curl wants an extension. You know, we had a nice draft, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin and, you know, some other players. So, like, everything was going great. So this is bound to happen. Sam Howe's third NFL game. I mean, you can't you can't base this game off of the first two games, really, because he's inexperienced. He's still learning his receivers. I don't care what you yeah, say in training camp. game in total, third game this season. Yeah, but yeah. So, like, is, you know, this is a very young QB yeah. in the so, scheme of things. We're fine. I just wish we would have been a little bit more competitive and made it more of a game rather than getting whacked 37 to three, basically zero. I don't count that. You know, we could have given that to Miami so they could set the record, you know, (laughs) it it should have been a lot closer as, as a lot of decisions being made, not just the, the decision-making by the players, because there were some poor decisions being made there you know, obviously four interceptions by Sam Howell that we're going to take a look at later and yeah. the fumble by Gibby because he's Gibby again because he put the ball on the ground, mm. but also some of the coaching decisions going for it on fourth and goal rather than taking the points when it was still relatively close at the point. I mean, a lot of people are going to look at this game 37 to three and they're going to think blowout, but this game was close up until 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And Which that's when it started going away. That's yeah. So a lot of people were talking bad about the defense and that defense held them to 16 points. And then they gave up a touchdown. Sam Howell threw a pick six. And now all of a sudden you're looking at 30 to three yeah. out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was just insanity. And, and kind of similar to that is Brian Robinson. We're real. We're going to be really harsh on Eric B today. Just want everybody Absolutely. to know that. Absolutely. Um, but Brian Robinson was only in on 20 snaps this entire game. Right. He got 10 carries this game. And he was productive in those 10 carries, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people point to the score being, oh, well, the game was out of hand. The game was not out of hand. It was a 16-point game in the third quarter, and we're Fourth still quarter. not running our premier back. I mean, obviously, Stoner, you think he's a jag, but really the jag here might be Ron Rivera and the coaching staff. And I know you have some interesting stats to share with us. Yeah, this, I think this entire game goes on the coaching staff. Sure. The players did not execute, but I thought the game plan, when you go back and look at everything, the game plan, both sides of the ball were just not there. And could the players have overcome that? Of course, but I don't think the coaches put the players in the, in the best 
chance to win. Offensively, yeah. we went through all of the dropbacks that Sam had, and he had 13 times, sorry, 14 times that he dropped back and threw a quick pass. He completed 12 out of 13 on that, and he had uh, one sack on those quick plays, either rollouts, screen. Now, he only had one rollout. He only had one screen, and all the rest were just quick dropbacks. One time he had a quick drop back. It wasn't there. He held the ball. He got sacked. That was the only Mm. time. And then he did on the other ones, he did 23 times that he dropped back on a deep drop, and he completed seven passes on those 23 dropbacks. Now, he was sacked eight times. And he had a run in there as well, that run where he got slammed at the end. That, to me, is coaching. It's it's coaching. He didn't put Sam in the best position. You know it. We know it. Everybody who's watching this and listening to this knows that the weakest part of this team is the offensive line. We've talked about it from the end of last year, and we didn't think they did a whole lot of improvement until now that the offensive line is your weakest point. You've got to coach around that. And he's not coaching around it right now. He just continues to throw, 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 throw. In the first half of every game this year, he's dropped back in the first half. He's dropped back 85 times, and he's run the ball 20. That's a 4-to-1 pass-to-run ratio with a weak offensive line and a young, just-learning quarterback, inexperienced quarterback. And what is he doing? He's just throw, 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 throw the ball all the time in the first half. And it's no coincidence that he's been down in the first half to uh, in the first game against Arizona, they were down 13-10. The first half against Denver, they were down 21-14. And in this game, they were down 16-0 in the first half. I think there's a correlation. Then flip it, If hang with me just for another second here, flip it to the defensive side, and you saw no pass rush. And if you watch the tape, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were getting stymied by the offensive line. It looked like the game plan was don't attack Josh Allen. Keep him in the pocket and let the guys behind take care of it. And then the guys weren't taking care of it. We don't and have then, the secondary to do that. And then sometimes you would have, you would see Deron Payne get out of his lane and open up a giant hole right in the middle where Deron Payne should have been. And then Josh Allen goes running through there. And and when you've got Stefan Diggs out there, he's going to find the holes all over the place uh, if Josh Allen is just going to stand back there. So, again, that, that to me is coaching. It looked to me that they coached him up to say, don't attack Josh Allen. Sit back, keep him in the pocket, make him beat you downfield. And what did he do? He beat him downfield. Or he beat <laughs> us downfield. And With then his when, legs and his arms. Yeah, and then when it broke down, he found a way to, to beat him, beat us with his legs. And it was just like that time after time after time. And so I think all this, Trev, all this is on the coaching. And again, the players could have executed better, but the coaches did not put them, put the guys in the best chance to win. Piggyback off of that, Stoner, since you said, you know, coaching is being held accountable for this game, uh, for not putting players in position. There were a couple instances instances where I saw, I was working at W yesterday, so I didn't see the whole game, but when I saw this, uh, the Kendall Fuller interception. I think we're still down 16 nothing in the fourth, maybe. Uh, gave our team a chance. We put ourselves in the good position to go down and make something happen. Didn't work. And then um, the second one, where's the Deron Payne when the uh, Bills went down for fourth and one? The, the Deron Payne pass deflection right there put mm-hmm. us in position to go down and make something happen, and we didn't do it. Um, and then, of course, the first the two interceptions, I guess, thrown by Sam Howell in the red zone. 
players put ourselves into a position and then that happens. So it, it does work both ways, but I will agree with Stoddard. It's majority coaching that it is the player's execution in this game. Yeah, there, there's a lot to go under. One of the things I'll agree with with both of you about is that a lot of this is going to be on the coaches. And a reason, big reason for that was just how under pressure Sam Howell was. Obviously, there was a lot of dropbacks. We talked about Brian Robinson not being used. But, I mean, it was egregious to the point that they should know better because Buffalo knew better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buffalo here, um, Ben Standig talking about Sean McDermott loving to face inexperienced QBs. Uh, and the defense for Buffalo was talking about how they've seen this, right? So this is one of the things here that they, they've been about. So there was Sean McDermott's dominance, but then you have the, the inability here by Sam Howe to do anything. This one's from John Kime that faced uh, only 19 rushes of five plus. And I'm, I'm I'm still in the middle of looking up the sack stuff. I have a whole spreadsheet out on how many people they've seen. Most of these sacks, as as mentioned here by John Kime, were coming at four-man pressure. Mm-hmm. He's just holding on to the ball a little too much. And then Bill's players here mentioning this is Nikki J talking about how they saw this on tape. Yeah. And this is what's egregious to me is if you if your opponents are seeing it on tape that your QB sometimes struggles, he he looks for his one read, mm-hmm. and then if he doesn't have it, he holds on yeah. to the ball, and your defense sees that. There's a reason why he was seeing a bunch of four-man fronts there, and they're dropping it back. They're wanting him to try to process it, and his processing right now just isn't fast enough. And if you only have Nathan, if you only have four guys rushing, then that says something about the offensive line. If he's consistently being pressured with only four guys. Now I saw a lot of plays there where it wasn't necessarily the four defensive linemen who were just coming forward. It was seven guys up on the line and three mm-hmm. drop off. And one comes a linebacker comes from another uh, direction and a defensive lineman drops off. And it was, uh, what is that fancy word that they use? You know, it's misdirection. Like, it, yeah, it's just exotic. Exotic. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks, Trey. It's exotic blitzes from all over. Now it only ended up being four guys most of the time, but it was just it was a corner. It was a safety. It was a linebacker from this direction, that direction, and the offensive line was getting confused. And I saw a stat on PFF that said there were only uh, ten pressures that the offensive lineman faced that or gave up. They only gave up ten pressures. And yet the next gen stats say that Sam Howell was pressured 33 times. So who is it that's not doing it? These are just free rushers or the backs are not doing it or the tight ends are not doing it or whatever. It was just a constant barrage that Sam was under and he was not processing it fast enough uh, to, to be able to uh, overcome it. It, And it, and I think that's, again, I think that's coaching it. I, sure, it's on Sam a little bit, obviously, but yeah. he's young, and you got a bad yeah, offensive line. Coaching first year as a starter, you know that he's going to see these kinds of things yeah. all season long. It's of kind of course. funny because I've seen people talk about it like it's some revelation, like oh, the book is out on Sam Howell. You pressure him, and he's going to he's going to be bad. Yeah, I mean that's the same book that's on Tom Brady, and he's one. I was going to say seven, like, 
Super Bowls. Now, that I'm not trying to care, but yeah, it, it's just it's what you do to QBs, right, Trev? It's exactly yeah, what you do. You the pressure point. the QB, you make them uncomfortable, <laughs> right? And there's different ways to make them uncomfortable. Some mm-hmm. you drop back, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get that pressure up front. Uh, some of them you like Tom Brady is a QB. That's an example of if you crush the center of the uh, the pocket. He, yeah. He's not a great quarterback at right. that point. Now, you have to be able to crush the center of the pocket reliably to make him pay. But Sam Howe right now is still in the development stage. Hmm. I asked you earlier if you still believe in them, Trev. What do you think they need to do this week? Because they're, the Buffalo Bills came in with three sacks on the season. They left with more sacks than Washington has on the season. Washington is about to face this Philadelphia defensive front, if they can't get right against a Buffalo defense that was struggling, what are they going to do this week against Philadelphia, who has a strong defensive line? Um, Find a lineup on the offensive line and stick with it. I know Ron loves versatility, and we can play this person there and play that person here, but it's not really helping if you – all you do is plug and plug and play different guys, different positions. Find a continuity on the offensive line and go with it. Second, play to Sam Howell's game. You brought in EB that could supposedly cater to that. He said he's going to let he wanted to uh, let Sam be in control and you know call plays that you know fit him and think it's right. Run some more RPOs. You got a vaunted defensive line you're facing. Draw them in. Keep it and run. Sam can run. Or, you know, fake pass and hand it off. Like, get B-Rob involved more. I mean, I know it's B-Rob and Stunner say he's a jag, but the man had, what, 70-plus yards on 10 carries yesterday against the Mm -hmm. Bills where the Raiders couldn't run a lick on them a week before with Josh Jacobs, former leading rusher NFL. So, yeah, involve B-Rob more and find some continuity on the offensive line and cater to Sam Howe's skill set. Yes, he has a strong arm. Doesn't mean he has to throw it 40 times in the first half. It's right. simple. I mean, I don't coach. We None of us coach. We might have coached Liquid or whatever, but, like, we watch the game to learn, and you play Madden. Play action works. Hmm. Yeah. These – when you line up first down and the shotgun and you just fake it off here and throw, like, they know it's not a run. It's not even a legit handoff fake. It's just the going in the motions. Legit play action. Open it up for the weapons you have. That Some you boot legs, rollouts, those yeah, kind of things. Like, yeah, like, just cater to his game. Go back and watch UNC tapes when he had weapons and what he did. That, that made him the number one overall pick before he decided to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll do you one that. better, Trev. Go back and look at last week's tape. That's True. what you Go back and look at that uh, against Denver. Go look I, at I was that when he was fantastic. Yeah. Because that was, that was exactly right, Star, because that was all the talk. As Trevor, you mentioned, they talked about that. They talked about the ownership leading into the Bills game of, of doing things that Sam Howell likes to do and yet here we are in the game and and Sam Howe is being put in bad positions. Now, some of that, Trev, was he was relying too oh, much yes. on that arm strength. But yes. where did it go wrong in the middle of the week, Stoner, that we went from doing the things that that Eric Bieniemy likes to do and Sam Howe is good at doing into a four-interception game here by Sam Howe? I don't know. That's a question you got to ask Eric Bieniemy because he's the yeah. one that decided that he wanted to drop Sam back deep again, and he wanted yeah. to do it over and over again. Think about the first drive for Washington. What what did they do on that very first drive? They went quick pass, or first they went run. 
Then they went quick pass. Then they went run first down. Then they went quick pass. Then they went run. Then they went deep pass to Cole Turner, which was really nice, which was, by the way, on a play action, looking over my notes, the only play action the entire game. One. And that was when Sam, he did a play action, and he had time, and he threw a strike to Cole Turner down the field. That's that's what I'm saying. Then what happened? Deep drop, sack. Sack. Deep drop, sack. sack. Deep drop, interception. So it it just uh, does. Sometimes it's simple, and Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's difficult when you're too close to it which is Eric Bieniemy to be able to take that big picture look like we do because he knows what Sam can do well and Sam has that arm and what he can do well there's throw the ball downfield and you get too enamored with that but you, if you just look at that first drive quick pass quick pass play action and then it all went wrong when you started the deep drops so you just got to look at the overall thing and say that's not working in the first half no. especially Got to change it up. Yeah, we definitely have to do something different here. Maybe bring back a little bit. I think part of it was Eric Benimi saw that in the Denver game, they could throw it to success. Wasn't working in this game as we are going to go ahead and take a look at these interceptions here. So the first interception we have, it, it looked awfully familiar because it was kind of similar to an Arizona one in Sam Howell's throw here. So one of the things that Sam Howell did on this one is he line drived it, all right? It would just went straight. So he had the right idea. He had the idea to hit this open space that's going to that technically he thinks is going to be there, mm-hmm. but it ended up not being there. And the reason why is what they talked about with the when the defense was talking, they only rushed four here. Right. All seven of these guys are going to fall back. Okay. And they're going to bracket a couple of the the wide receivers here. And what that leaves is Diami coming up and then going into this space. So Sam Howell's trying to get it there. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is this linebacker right here, he has one running back that's going to leak out to the side here, but that's not his responsibility. What he ends up doing is he comes back and he fills this void right there. Yep. And so when when this play develops, Sam Howe is looking a little bit to the left, and then he's waiting for Diami to make that cut. And he just throws it a touch too late, as we're going to see here, and has an excellent play by the linebacker for the Bills. So he takes that step, and he's waiting. You just see, I'm going to go back a little bit. Look at where he is looking, right? So he looks to the left during his drop back. Mm -hmm. The moment he hits the top of his drop back, this ball needs to find a home. Okay? It's not going to be where we're going to come back a little bit further here. All right. I mentioned the defense doing a good job. This is out of the question. Okay. Here is going to be out of the question too, because these two are taking that spot. So with those, you also have a, a tight end here. Who's going to leak out. And then the running back's going to leak out as well. Right. 
So, and I think what also plays a role in this, Nathan, is that it's third and 19. Mm-hmm. And so Sam is like, well, we want to get a first down here. So I'm going to go to the deepest guy instead of just taking your little five-yard dump off to John Bates yeah. and kicking a field goal. Yeah, John Bates, or or you can even go to the running back. You'll see that, the, that I believe this is Antonio Gibson, ends up being open on mm-hmm. this. So look right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are the two options he needs to be going, but he gets the end of his drop and he is laser focused on Deami Brown right now. You can see where those eyes are pointing here. He is laser focused. And then as I mentioned, instead of giving this some touch and coming over top, he throws it very direct and mm-hmm. that gives the the linebacker that opportunity to come into it as we'll see here as he launches it see how flat that ball was mm-hmm. so excellent jump and grab by the linebacker diami is in space this this looks kind of similar to that cole turner catch that you talked a little bit only mm-hmm. the cole turner catch actually got threaded into this space right here i'm going to try to draw right there this space right here. Mm-hmm, so right. this one he was trying to throw in over the linebacker didn't work. Ends up being the first interception of the game, right there about the 15 yard line. So gives you know takes away a solid possession by Washington. This is a hundred percent on Sam. This interception is he got greedy again. He had those couple of dump offs, but I think it's also a hundred percent something that he'll look back on and he'll say, "I can't do that." It's third and 19. Of course, the linebacker is going to be way back there. He doesn't care if Antonio Gibson leaks out to the side and is open five yards downfield. Well, you can have that because we're going to rally and we're going to tackle and be fourth down. So Sam's got to know that too. Sam's got to be able to think like the linebackers are thinking and saying, well, he's going to be really deep. So just let me take what they give me. We hear that all the time, right? That's a cliche. Just take what the defense gives you. And they didn't give him that throw to De'Ami Brown. So hopefully he learns from this, and next time he'll just dump it, kick the field goal, and we're, it's not crazy. It's 3 nothing in Washington. Yeah, it would have, would have actually been 3-3 at that point. if oh, it was uh, Washington, Yeah, it was 3-0. Oh, Washington could have gotten a field goal out of this, uh, mm-hmm. or at least a field goal attempt. Attempt. <laughs> a, yeah, attempt. Ends up not having the chance as that turns into an interception here. So I'll save you all the the celebration and and cut to the next one here. This is a third and two. It's short, right? It's a short. This is one of those Mm. quick passes you were talking about, Stoner. We're going to watch it one time through here. He gets pressure into the face, okay? He needs to know his his hot read. This this is not good, right? This right here is, is not good. He needs to know that that's a free rusher coming. I'm going to go back to the... Yeah, I'm going to back up a little bit so you can see see where this uh, this comes from. So you have four on the line, okay? So it's not even a it's not even a five man blitz here. It's just going to end up being some you know I'll give some bad. Uh, they didn't slide the protection probably on Sam Howell here. Hmm. Leno isn't even looking at him right. So the protection was called to maybe allow for a free rusher because it's third and short. This ball needs to come out quicker and it didn't come out quick. And you can even see on this, I mean, he's throwing this as lofty as he can because he's getting whacked. Right. And because it ends up getting lofted in there, 
Micah Hyde had an easy, easy grab uh, interception. Go, go back to the beginning again, if you will. Go back to the beginning mm-hmm. of the of the play. You can see what they do that we talked about earlier. These exotic blitzes. The the linebacker who is standing up there in the middle and the defensive line. No, the one behind him. Yes, him. Watch him, and then watch the defensive tackle directly in front of him. Circle that guy. Yeah, and then watch how this confuses the offensive line. That defensive tackle goes one way. That linebacker yeah. comes right up the middle. Yeah. And then – Leno has to pick him up, and it leaves 57 wide open. Exactly. And this is, again, where PFF stats can be deceiving. Charles Leno had – zero pressures on his rating from pff well and i don't this is I don't his think, guy no i it's not yes. right so yes. linemen are 100 it's his oh, guy we're gonna have this argument again aren't yes we? <laughs> we're gonna have this yeah. argument here as i gotta switch this oh. over there the uh again his job the lineman's job is to take that inside guy because that's the path of that's the, the quickest path the oncoming rusher, number 58 in this. I'm I'm talking about the offensive tackle. His job is to take the inside guy? No, it's not. His job and is to take the outside guy. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring it back. <laughs> All right. He had to pick up the inside guy. He has to pick up the inside guy here. And this is very this is very normal scheming from offensive linemen. If you have two guys. Now, granted, you could actually say Charles probably shouldn't be double teaming 50 here. And Charles, that's not how they called the blocking. Leno has two guys coming. You got, you take the one that's got the closest path here. And that is, that's 50. I think they called it. We just executed it wrong. It could be. Okay. I, I, I just fundamentally disagree with that. I fundamentally disagree that you take the guy that who's right in front of Sam that Sam can see and leave the guy on his blind side and, and let Sam figure that out. Sam's can see the guy right in front of him. He uh, can't yeah, see true. his blind side yeah. until he turns and looks and like, Holy S <laughs> I better get rid of this. He to did my get hot it in a hurry. And my hot reads 10 yards downfield for some reason. And then he he just lofts it out there, and it's bad news. I think Gibson was where he was supposed to be on that one too, but it's Who cares? it was just it was just a He's better without being, the ball. <laughs> it was bad throw. Yeah, Michael that Hyde you just third and two. Eat that sack, bro. Oh, when it's something like that, eat it and just launch it. Away. Don't don't throw it short. That that I has mean, to be where the the uh, your receiver is tiptoeing in, not where. It has no. Micah Hyde, who is waiting on it, by the way. Yeah. If you, if, if, let's go back a little bit. Look at him. He like it. he knows, he knows where this ball is going to go. And as mm-hmm. soon as it's lofted, I mean, he's not even forward facing at this point. He has that much time to be able to jump in front of this one. That ball was, was sailed and not, a, not a time to, to sail Terrible. that one. Washington still just down 13 at this point, uh, but did give great field position. Held them to a oh, this is an angle. I mean, he's not even open, Sam. But <laughs> yeah, it was just a bad throw. That that is a that is a superb angle here. Just seeing how much his throw was affected by that oncoming rusher and just a bad throw. All right. And by the so way, defense, nice job holding them again to a field goal attempt. Yep. Yeah. Defense yeah, was defense was doing what was its job there. The yeah. And then things got out of hand. Yep, absolutely. Uh, here's this one here, another red zone 
uh, interception. You're going to see it's second and eight. Why are we second and eight? And he's going for it all. You got four people here. Four again. Just the four. All right. You got five receivers going out. So and, and seven look step at drop back. Look at where the these defenders are. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're all here at the line to gain. This should be, you know, you do have. Uh, I'm gonna. It, it, I do believe Gibby gets taken out by uh, this one right here because mm-hmm. I do he think that he's up. he he comes up to take away this. Mm-hmm. But what Sam Howell ends up looking for is is Curtis Samuel doing essentially what we had earlier as well, right? So Curtis Samuel is going to come and then he's going to come across here and he's going to go right in front of the end zone. Um, Sam Howell is going to feel the pressure. Sam Howell is, well, he's not, he's going to, he's going to get pressured. I don't want to say he's going to feel the pressure. He gets pressured and he rushes into this throw and it just ends up not being a good throw. Again, watch his eyes. He is laser focused yeah. on where where he wants to throw it. Mm-hmm. So he's not, when he's doing this, he's not looking off where the the players are. So they have an opportunity to get. But I mean, he is laser focused on where he's going to throw it the entire time, the entire time. Mm-hmm. So second and eight here. Sam Howell makes that decision. Probably, let's see. Oh my god! Right. Here, Sam makes that decision. Okay. Well, okay. And I'm kind of okay with the decision because they've only got the one safety. Look at on the left right side. there. Look at that graphic right there where it says second and eight. We have three offensive linemen bumping butts, <laughs> not blocking anybody, bro. And look at the middle of the field, too, by the way. Yes, right, right there. Open. Hit see where that right there is that Dotson right there at the 10? Hit him right now. Boom. Yeah, that's yeah, that's four yard game, but... five yard game. Third and five, or whatever he he gets some yak after that. Right, but there's three offensive linemen playing touch butts instead of, and Knighty comes yeah. right by Wiley and pressures Sam into that throw. So yes, Sam is laser focused, but he has no time because we're playing touch butt with each other. I don't know if he has no time here. This ball gets snapped at nine eighteen, and even with the pressure in their face throw here. It now. Yeah, he should throw have threw, he should have threw it there. Throw and it it's, I mean, it's yep. it's three second sack here, and again he just yep. throws it a touch too late here, and I'll just play it out. And oh, Curtis no. Curtis Samuel gets undercut, and it, I mean it was a bad throw due to pressure. Mm-hmm. It was probably not the right decision. Again, you, it's second and eight. You don't have to do something this risky, right? You, we mentioned, you know. The throw probably could have been stuck right here, like you said, at the 10-yard line. Just get it into his belly and and do it. But he had made the decision he's going to throw it to Curtis Samuel that early in his drop. He ends up getting the pressure and just doesn't get a good throw. I'm going to go back and watch this go. one because this one, this this you're right, uh, Trev. This is just some horrible blocking. I mean, Why, what, what gives, is Wiley doing? Look at Wiley. Wiley gives him a right foot jab and goes right around him. That's it. Plant and go. And Wiley's like, which way did he go? That is, that's that is awful, bad. bro. It's How can you make that awful. pass rush move? It's, it's awful all the way around. 
there wasn't bad, anything bad new bears here. There was anything good that happened on that. I've got one. another uh video. See if I can put up on the screen via phone. Nikki J posted it. The caption oh. is damn, where yeah. uh Sam Howe is missing a wide open Jahan Dotson for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was on that that drive where they ended up turning it over on downs because they couldn't yep. get in on fourth down and Dotson was Sam's do you think they're called you think they're making too many progressions for Sam Howe? Depending on skill set, or is this just just because he's just young and this is the average of progressions that a quarterback has? He's just not grasping as fast enough. Like I don't know what it is. What is it? I'd say yes. I'd say both of those things are correct. Maybe they're they're giving him too much, and he's not executing properly. Look again. This is one game. If we looked at the tape last week, and he was fantastic last week. This right. was just not those good. T- this those week. touchdown passes were phenomenal. Yeah. This was yeah. just not good this week. So that's why we got to say we can't say things like, okay, Sam's not going to work or the enemy's not but good enough or whatever. He is. He's been sacked 19 times, though. For like, sure. yes, he had a great game last week and he put balls in places where we didn't think he could do it. But like, he was 19 times. He did throw that a is, pick that last is week, equal, too. by the way, to you know? uh, he, he has something in common with Doug Williams right now. Uh, both were sacked, have been, well, he's been sacked 19 times. So actually he's been sacked 22 times in his career at, at Washington. Doug Williams was sacked 19 times in his career. So he already has more sacks than Doug Williams has in his entire time with Washington. Now he's doing that 19. So he's tied this season, these three games, he's already tied the entire career of Doug Williams here with the, with Washington just horrendous uh right now that is what they need to fix because i think he's on pace for 107 sacks not good we gotta go quick game the record is 76 and he's on pace for 107 yeah (laughs) not not good bob not great yeah uh let's continue here with the last one here uh and get on to the go-go's and no-go's which i'm sure will be fairly quick on the go-go front here uh this one (laughs) third and five Another opportunity for Sam Howe here who gets rushed out of the pocket. This time he made the decision. He's going to plant his foot in there and he's just going to go. And right here is where things go bad. Washington down 23 to zero. They need to put points on the board. And instead this one goes the opposite direction. Looking at this gentlemen, Mm -hmm. which way should Sam Howe be going? Should he be... Uh, do you think he needs to continue just running out here, which is what he normally has been doing, and then he gets pummeled out here on the sideline? Or do you think he needs to – he's at least trying to look like he's keeping his eyes down the field. Do you think this is where he should be lofting it? Yeah, let, guy? let's I, – I don't think this one is as egregious as the other ones. This one, he did exactly what he should have done. This no! was in terms of decision-making. Absolutely. No! This was a perfect decision. He just no. didn't execute it. He didn't get it over no. that linebacker's no. head. Why? It's the NFL. These are freak athletes he's playing against. Yeah. It's not, it's not... two inches higher. No, dude. The receiver is shorter than the linebacker. He's got to like, exert more Come energy on. to jump up Come and on, get Jim. that. This, you this can is, throw it over his head. For this is where yeah, I am going to It's impossible to throw it over his head. Seven. Sam's 5'7", he's throwing to the 5'7", <laughs> Jahan Dawson, and linebacker 6'2". You do the math. It's not impossible. 
So you tuck and run. It's five yards. I, you give I, him I, one of these and keep going. You pop him and keep going. I am going to disagree. I, I'm. We I'm didn't probably, disagree with. We're saying two on, opposite things. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you. Just wait. You guys are yelling over each other here. So Trav, maybe he pulls that one and runs, and then they have to punt it. Right. So the first down here, though, I'm going to disagree with you, Stoner. I don't think he needs to try to throw this over. This is where he needs to do one of those throws that we've seen him do. Why is this not being sidearmed? Why is this not stopping? You guys like, are overthinking what? it. Just throw it over his head. It's not hard. He right. tried to throw it over yours. his head. Right. He didn't execute it well enough. So it's run. not hard. He just he botched run. it. He just botched it. And if you want to pump fake it and athlete. run, I'm okay yeah. with that too. But either way, it should have been you a don't successful. Don't throw that. Play. No, I, uh, I'm not. We're not going to see the celebration afterwards. That's that's just not no, going to happen there. No, uh, but I mean, that's they, they, these guys do that all the time, where they come out of the pocket and they got a linebacker and they just pop it over his head. Yeah, it's and we kill hard. him the next day. Or they, they or <laughs> sidearms. I just, I just don't understand. He, he, I, I think that he's been snaked a little much. too much in that game. And this is one of those things I want to talk about. And we'll just talk about it right here. He was battered and bruised and he was not having a good game. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? We'll start with you, Trevor. Do you agree with the coaching decision to keep him in through the duration? Yes. Why? Number one, you're sending the young man a bad message, bad sign. By saying, you know, four interceptions, we're going to yank you. That means every time I intercept, I have a chance of being benched. Number two, you named him QB1. It's week three. You're going to go ahead and pull your QB1 week three because he had a bad game. Not all because of him, but he had four turnovers. No. Peyton Manning's done it. Tom Brady's done it. Look where they are now. Number three, it's week three. And Jacoby Brissett is not going to come in and save the world. Yeah, you might want to think about player safety, but it's like it's fine. Let's let the man finish. Let him let him learn and grow, grow in pains, and make him the starter for week four. Never I yank lo- him. I love you, Trev, but that's a horrific take. That's a, <laughs> a, a, a horrific take. The well, game is thirty. Three, hold on, the game is thirty-seven and nothing. Fourth quarter. There's like three minutes left in the game. There's no reason for your starting quarterback to be out there. I don't care what his name is. You just don't need to be out there losing 37 to nothing. Just you're not benching him. You're not yanking him. You're not punishing him for his bad game. You're just saying, look, we need you next week. Just go over here and chill out. Don't get hurt. They're, they're pinning their ears back and coming after you. They're trying everything in their power to, to, you know, blast you to smithereens just let jacoby go in there and hand the ball off to to chris rodriguez for five plays <laughs> and let's go home because there's nothing good that can happen by leaving your quarterback in down 37 to nothing yeah huh three we minutes down left. and we got a field goal out of it we so did get a field go. goal out of that uh he was he was sacked two times on that drive yeah him. he was sacked two it's more football, yeah. guys all right, well, but you have football. a you have a responsibility to take care of your guys when the game is out of hand. 
The so game was out of hand. It, the reason no why I back. agree with the decision is because he needs those reps. No, and he doesn't. He does need those yes, reps. He, does. he absolutely needs reps. <laughs> he does not have <laughs> NFL reps. And I think you guys this is a big, I think this is a Nathan, I think <laughs> session here. I think that they also wanted to have him try to see something successful. Yeah. Uh, because he had so many mistakes and thankfully that drive ended in points for, for the team, but, uh, and rather than a, uh, you know, turnover, but I, I, I think that he needs those reps and I think he needed to see something, you, don't you know, need 37 to th- nothing reps with yeah. three minutes left. You don't Russell need Wilson that. was in, in a 50 point shellacking and it kept, okay. And are they we just going to do comparisons? You know, who wasn't in? Josh Allen wasn't in. They were up. They were winning. Allen was in. What's the difference? The game is out of hand. You don't need to expose your quarterback to potential injury. If Sam Howell play- ends up on the injury report on Wednesday, I'm fighting both of you no. in your homes. I'm coming Bro. to both your homes, and I'm punching you in the face for having Stoner. that take. If you're going to take the man out for safety issues, you don't mm-hmm. wait until two or three minutes left in the game, bro. You made it this far. Let the man finish. If he's going to be on the injury report, it came from the fourth sack in the game in like the second quarter. Not no, probably he came was from limping that around. Run. Yeah, he was sack eight and nine. That's when now, he started limping stop. around. It was football. Travis Hunter no? got up and said it's football, and he's, he can't even play for three weeks. He was like, exactly. it's football. Cool. He's, he's fine. Playing. Sam Howell's fine, bro. He good. It's week three. If he's young, yeah, he's he'd be fine. And these if things he don't want to play, he can go but, home if he doesn't want to get hit. It's football, he, Stoner. He should have not been playing in that last drive. Period. Oh, well, if that's anybody the case, says differently, if that's the case. Take out Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, correct, John correct, Allen, correct, correct, Kendall Fuller, correct, correct, Juice, Forbes, correct. Go ahead and put in everybody, even off the inactive list. Make them active somehow and put them in. <laughs> yes, correct. You're probably not wrong on a lot of those, Trev. You should yeah, have a lot of those backup there. players would have been. I don't want to hear it. Chris Buffalo Rodriguez, Jacoby. You should have Byron Pringle out there and, and Deami Brown. Yes, that's what you do at the end of these games. Give those cool. guys a chance. They also apparently kick field goals down 37 to nothing so they don't get uh, – uh, Two words yeah. for you. Goose egged. Kyle Allen. <laughs> okay, he played. Why? Right Why did he play, Trev? Because they're they're the Buffalo Bills. They actually are Super Bowl contenders, and it's Josh Why did Allen, they, MVP Why did they candidate. Put Josh Allen down? Because their coaching staff is smarter than ours. Okay, it's going to go goes and no goes. <laughs> we we are going to move to our go goes and no goes here. As I I didn't jump because coaching. I did I. Uh, I looked at the right one. I clicked on the wrong one. Go, goes, no goes, gentlemen. Uh, Well, normally I like to end on a positive note, but there's not a whole lot to end up positive here. So we're going to start with the go, goes, and we'll move to the no goes. I'm going to take the the first go, go, and maybe the only go, go um, for it. There's, again, not a lot of things that went well here. I'm going to give my go, go to Jameson Crowder uh, for – you know, making some smart decisions. Wow. On, <laughs> I mean, again, you score, you score three points and your defense gives up 30 points uh, for the second game in a row there. So Jameson Carrado, congratulations. You're my go-go. His decision to not fair catch that money. I mean, he was running backwards for like 15 yards and that punt goes behind him. Hmm. 
and thankfully it ends into the end zone and a touchback for Washington. But Your there you go. Go go for a touchback. <laughs> Your go go is a touchback. A it's a thirty-seven touchback. to three game, Stoner. What do you want from me? Trev, who's your go-go this game? Uh, it's going to have to be B-Rob, in all honesty. Even though he got 10 carries, he made the most out of those 10 carries. Don't know why he only got 10 carries. Um, but he got, what, over 70 yards, 10 carries. Gave us a little bit of hope that we had an offense. So I still love the way he runs, dragon mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, agreed. He's starting to go outside more now. Remember we sure. at the beginning we said he's just a downhill, downhill. He's starting to cut outside. When he hits those holes, I mean, he's he's uh, he's he making good. some good gain there. So uh, Antonio Gibson, when not fumbling, has been doing fairly good. But that's uh, we'll see. I don't remember when the last time he hasn't fumbled. Last week. That's last week. But no. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving forward here, Stoner, your go-go for the, t- the, the game. Mm-mm. next nada i told you it's hard to pick one i i had cole turner yesterday listed in our instant reaction because he was more involved and more steady but he does pick up on logan thomas's propensity not to catch the balls thrown his way there was four eight targets only four catches on uh on Lo, or cole turner there and i can't top him. i can't top the touchback as a go-go so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> a touchback is the go-go. Percy Butler didn't look too bad, but that's yeah. not a go-go worthy uh, action here. Let's move to no-go stoner. Give me one. Leave something for the rest of us. I will. I'll just give you the one. I thought Eric Bieniemy was mismanaged this game right from the beginning. Well, actually, his first three plays, and we said it on the live stream, and his first three plays was two runs and a pass. And I said, mark this down right now because – this is not how it's going to be the rest of the game, this run-to-pass ratio. So Eric Bieniemy, he, di- he didn't put his players in the best position to succeed the entire game. Uh, had way too many deep drops, way too many pass attempts, not enough getting Sam out of the pocket, not doing enough to offset a weak offensive line. And so Eric Bieniemy, who was fantastic last week, this week he I thought he was the biggest reason Washington lost. And it's going to be interesting to see how he responds next week. Eric Bieniemy, Stoners, no go there. Trev, you're no go. It's either be- I know you said one, but it's either between the defensive line, first round talent, scared of Josh Allen look like, hmm. or second, the way we defend mobile quarterbacks. I'm gonna go with that one because the defensive line, we know they have a tendency of not showing up every now and then. It's cool, but. We can never, ever, for the life of us, contain a mobile quarterback at all. He had and some wide open us. lanes. It was, it was it rough to watch. This yeah. isn't to defend Washington, but nobody defends mobile quarterbacks well. Bro, that's what makes uh, them that's, that's why. That's why they're. Yeah, that's why they're special. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a point, knows. but at least I, I mean, and to harp on that, to your boy, Mister Cam Curl, extension himself. You got to tackle the NFL, he bro. Whiffed, you get to the he quarterback. one there. You yeah. Don't go down there and just say what's up. You got to yeah. tackle. That, that one's that one's going to be on That's the negotiating right. table there when he's asking <laughs> yeah. for more money. And they're like, yeah, ah, I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> fifth round for a reason out of Arkansas. Just saying. <laughs> Seventh round out of Arkansas. The oh, uh, So yeah, the, the Josh help. Allen rush defense <laughs> on the no-go <laughs> list here. There's a lot of potential no-go options on this one i like that you brought up the defensive line because they were bad um you know stoner talking about eric being me and the play calling i mean it was just it wasn't working but also the execution wasn't there 
right? Mm-hmm. We talked, they went down into yeah. positive territory several times and they came away with zero points. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they went down into red zone territory and ended up with zero points. You cannot do that. So I'm going to give it to the coaching decision when you're down only, I think, 3-0 at this time, maybe 10-0, mm-hmm. and you go for it instead of taking the three points. If you're going to kick a field goal down 37 to nothing, <laughs> okay, if you're going to make that decision, why did you, why did you go for it that early in the game that's yep. my no-go i know we would be thinking about differently if they make that, that right if they they convert on fourth and goal then we probably were like we're cheering it on right but they don't make it but so we both said no-go. nathan at the time when we were on the live play-by-play on our watch party we both said take the we points. should kick it we should kick it here take on that points. third down when you got stuffed you went and backwards. that gave them momentum momentum now you can't stuffed stoner. You went backwards, You're backwards a yard. That's right. Stuffed would at least get to the, to the back to the line of scrimmage. And then you think about it. Well, we almost, we, we, we might be able to punch this in. You went backwards two yards, <laughs> two yards. All right. Sorry. I'm a little, still a little go. frustrated. It's this game. Yeah. Got it. Got to get it loose there. Let's move on to final thoughts here. I'm going to start us off with this stoner. You said, uh, Yesterday, I believe in the live stream. Move on from this game. Mm. Just put it away. Next yeah. week, it's a different game against the Eagles. Yeah. So you got to focus on that. This is a game. There might be some things to learn from during this game. Yeah. Probably not worth it, though. Just delete the film. Move on. That's my final thought for this game as we face the Eagles this week. And that might mm-hmm. be even worse than this game against the Bills. Stoner, how about you? Final thoughts. Yeah, let's let's not get carried away again with all of these um, season-defining statements. Fire EB, get rid of Ron, uh, change quarterbacks, uh, trade Chase Young, bench Gibson, and all. Just let's not get carried away with all that. There's one game. This is a week-to-week league. We've seen some teams dominate one week and then get dominated the next week. Good teams, bad teams, everything in between. So I'm with Nathan on that. You just it's time to move on. And it, and I, I've said it a few times. It's going to be interesting to see how this team and this coaching staff responds to such a bad week when it comes to Philadelphia. I don't, they're not going to go to Philadelphia and lose 37 to three. It's not going to happen. Now they could still lose. I'm not saying that, but it's going to be a totally different team next week because this is a professional team with good leadership all up and down the roster and in the coaching staff. They're not going to let two really, really horrendous weeks in a row. So uh, I'm I'm interested. I'm excited about seeing what's coming up against Philly. Trev, close this out, my man. I am going to say Trey Gibson right now. Week three, I don't care. He's a liability. Um, all he does is fumble. Great guy. It's time to go. <laughs> but, yeah, move on. Flush it. Don't spend too much time on it. Um, today should be the only day they look at film. Tomorrow it's Philly week. Um, it's going to be like Stoner said, complete different game, division game. Season starts now, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, just move on. Auto correct that Sam Howe knows how to do. He's been doing it. So 
We'll be fine. It's two. We're still two and one. We're two we're and fine. one. That's that's two a little two and one. We're, we're two and one. Sixteen and one until we find out otherwise. That's they right. face off against the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Philadelphia with a short week at that. So it'll be an interesting to see how that goes. We're going to get you there in the lead up. Tuesday, we have our daily commanders update. We'll bring you the PFF. We're going to talk a little bit more about this game. Wednesday is our flagship program. Thursday, we'll see if we're going to bring you the sacks. We, if you liked the addition of uh, this play breakdown, we'll we'll try to keep that going. So let us know in the comment section what you think about that. Hit that like button, sub if you can as well. Make sure you're with us Wednesday live at 7.30 Eastern. But until next time. Just throw it right. Just go over him. Just throw it. Pop it over his head. That's what Be a fan. Here we go. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.